Hey guys, it's Rusty here, and I'm excited to share with you something new from Impact Dynamics. It's a new podcast. This is The Stage Show. I got together with Matthew Butterfield, better known as Butters, as well as Trent Daft. We have put together a podcast that looks at PRS stages, matches, breakdowns, designs, all sorts of stuff. And this is episode one, which is a breakdown of the 2019 Ignition Custom Winter Classic held in Bucken in Victoria. We go through all the stages, we talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. A lot of these stuff we used to do on the Precision Shooting Podcast uh, when there was one or two matches a year. Now that there's so many, uh, we're going to start our own podcast separately doing that. If you like that sort of thing, you want to improve your shooting, you want to improve running matches or getting some stage ideas, anything along those lines... This is the podcast for you. If you like this episode and where it's headed, you'll be able to find the stage show through all your standard podcast mediums, wherever you find the Precision Shooting Podcast. Look it up, the stage show, and we will see you there. Let's get into it. Start of the buzzer. Single shot at 500 metres. Eight shots. Shoot to move. It's 90 second stage. Engage the target. Two shots. You'll fire two shots from sitting. Sitting means ass on the ground. Shoot, are you ready? Shoot, are you ready? Shoot, are you ready? Stand by. Stand by. Fucking impact, This is a stage show, and welcome aboard, guys. Uh, I've got a, a couple of co-hosts here. My name is Rusty, and uh, we're going to introduce uh, first up, uh, all the way from Sunny Darwin, uh, club captain and uh, regular MD of the what's your club called? Practical Rifle Northern Territory, uh, and currently shoots for Team AI, and also at the moment is third in the Precision Rifle Series Australia. Mister Matthew Butterfield, how you doing? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, going all right. Probably better known as Butters uh, across the world. What's uh, what's happening up in Darwin? Finally got a day off. Yep. <laughs> now having to have a yak to you fellas. There we go. Fantastic. And uh, also joining us from, uh, is it sunny in Sydney, Trent? Uh, no, it's blowing. Okay, quite, so quite in, windy. in windy Sydney, that sort of rums, uh, the uh, the mastermind behind all the amazing graphics and photos that you see through the PRS, so currently 19th in the Precision Rifle Series in Australia, co-director for the 2019 finale and almost president of a club, Trent Duff. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good. Well, I guess technically you are a president. You're just president. You're just not a firearms club yet. Yeah, it's just not official. We, we don't have a club number. so. All right. So all in good time. All in good time. Uh, well, this is uh, the stage show. This is episode one. This is 18 months after our pilot episode, which uh, clearly went well. Um, <laughs> was that? Was it that long? It was really that long, mate. It was really that long. But the uh, yeah. the idea... Things have changed. Things have changed a lot. Uh, the idea behind this... Uh, podcast and and it's uh, very unique and very specific is that we will be covering uh, stages and and related things. What else are we talking about, Butters? Uh, designing stages. Yep. We want to yeah. So we want to design stages from scratch. Want to go over previous matches to critique courses of fire mm-hmm. where they did well, where they could improve, 
And what was shit else? <laughs> and what we can improve and make better, and uh, anything I guess relating to a stage design. And uh, it's a you know it's a fascinating art, and uh, I think the three of us particularly, and, and many other people, uh, really enjoy putting stages together and running matches and doing other bits and pieces. And it's trying to tread that fine line of uh, challenging and practical, but also achievable without without tipping into uh, impossible, uh, impractical, and downright ridiculous. Trent, any, so anything? A mile run and hundred deadlifts isn't okay. <laughs> it's, uh, that depends on your target audience, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and so back, uh, you know, go back a few years, and and there was only a couple of larger matches that were run in the country, and on the Precision Shooting podcast, which uh, yeah, we've uh, I'm sure we've all been on, uh, um, but we used to do a match breakdown pretty much of every match, and that was always really good fun to do to go through and and look at them. But with so many more uh, matches happening, that would take over the entire podcast. So that's the idea of this one is to to do that, to break down stages and matches, and uh, hopefully uh, it becomes a, a really a, a good opportunity to look at sort of uh, you know where the trends are and where current things are for the smaller clubs that you know maybe lacking experience in putting matches together. They can take some of the ideas that we've come up with or the things that we've learnt the hard way, and they can learn the easy way with it by not making the same mistakes that we make. So that's the goal. Uh, any other comments there, gentlemen? I think you've wrapped it up quite nicely. Well, hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Very good. So I think the intention for this particular show, number one, is to uh, go through and wrap up a little bit from the Ignition Custom Winter Classic, which was a PRS match here uh, last month, end of last month, or in, in the beginning of this month, really. And this was... Six weeks ago now, wasn't it? No. Or two weeks. <laughs> Six weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe two or three. Oh, six months flies in NT. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> Shift worker, right? Shift worker. Yeah. Uh, and this was the first match by Jake Simmons. Uh, so congratulations to Jake. And overall, good, good, good match, mate. Um, and, you know, came up with all these courses of fire and, and put it all together and made it happen. And, yeah, it's good fun. Both of you gentlemen got the uh, chance to shoot it. We did. Got some overall mm-hmm. comments. Yep. It was good. Good fun. Yeah, I agree with Trent. It was good fun. Uh, little couple of little things which we'll go through, but overall, it's there was points for everyone to get and uh, some stages that really challenged mm. challenged everyone. Yeah, I had the uh, pleasure of uh, uh, I did a little bit of uh, spotting over the course of the Sunday, and I got to uh, you know. Put it all on Facebook Live, which is uh, – I know the people who couldn't make it in because it was a sold-out match within, well, under 90 minutes. Uh, it was a sold-out match very quickly. So there's a lot of guys who were watching and wishing they would be they could be there and uh, and weren't. So they'll just have to get in quicker next year. Right. Are we going to do this in order, gentlemen? We're going to go through each stage as we go? Might as well. Yeah, sounds, yeah. sounds good. Fantastic. So first stage there is uh, going the distance. Yeah, uh, pretty standard stage. Trent, do you want to give us the, the rundown of that? Um, probably one of my least favourite stages to start off with. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah, uh, it was it was pretty simple, pretty straightforward. In saying that, um, I think one or two of the, the top, top ten guys dropped a couple of points on this, but most people cleaned it um, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pretty easy. The targets were were maybe a bit generous for for what it was. So give us the, give us a rundown uh, of the stage. 
Oh, sorry. Um, so <laughs> I forgot about that one. Uh, yeah. Okay. So on start signal, shoot a drop in the prone position and engage each target with two rounds near to far. So we've got all targets of 50% IP6, and they're at 243, 303, 355, 416, and 489. So just basically a straight line out. Yep. Uh, it's shoot, shoot to move. So 10 rounds and 120 seconds. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Pretty, pretty stock standard, simple stage. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, like like Trent said, it was uh, very easy to uh, for everyone to clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those who who didn't clean it, I'm not sure what they were doing. <laughs> I believe, believe one was your teammate. <laughs> yeah. What did he do? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was this one. I oh, he, he dropped a couple of shots. <laughs> I'm just I'm oh, just God. bringing up the results here. So we had out of a field of. Th- 42 competitors. We had 22 clean it. Um, and then another, what are we, another nine or so got nine points. So they clearly, they dropped one. Um, uh, who are you accusing of not doing very well? Virtue. No, everybody did very well. I'm not accusing anybody <laughs> <Yeah>. of anything. <laughs> uh, no, Birchie cleaned it. Oh, maybe it's the other one that was flipped. It was on the same, the oh, same, same section. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I think it's a fair, fair comment. Butters, anything on this one? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, like I said, it's very, very simple, uh, straightforward. But um, I think it was a little bit too easy. Mm-hmm. If those targets were same size targets, were out stretched out another couple of hundred meters. That would, it would be a much better stage, but yeah. It'd be almost a completely different stage <laughs> when you get 50% IP6 up heading out past 500. Mm. Yeah, because then what happens is a 50% IP6 at 500 metres is, is not a real challenging shot, but you put that same target out at seven 800 metres, then it is starting to get quite small. Mm. And that's where you see the... Uh, you sort of start seeing where most people are getting a heap of shots on the first three targets, maybe the first four targets, yep. but that last target that's right out there is... So start separating that, people. It'll Yeah, it starts separating people a little bit more. People still get their fair chunk of the points, but it's only that we like to think that 80% of the points available, most people have a fair chance of getting, and then that last... Last twenty percent or so, it's you're really trying to separate the the top fellas and mm. or ladies. If that makes sense. Sure, sure. So, I think dropping the timing down probably could have improved this a fair bit. Something as simple as that. Like if we work with the current distance, oh, yes. um, it would force the shooter to kind of decide whether they're going to hold or they've actually got time to dial. Because I remember when we did shoot this with 120 seconds, you've got all the time in the world to, to dial each shot and take your time. So I think forcing them to kind of make a decision based on that and then to not not have any time to muck around, um, that could definitely change, like, you know, given the if we kept it the same. Yeah, because you've got yeah, a absolutely. limitation of the range. The range is 500-metre range and you can't, you can't do anything like that. <laughs> so I think the, the suggestion of the time would be, uh, would be uh, certainly a good suggestion. Um, to, to do it in, in less. What what time would you make it, Trent? Originally two minutes. Um, we got one, two, I going to be 60 seconds. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. If you, if you 60 seconds. Moved, 
Yeah. That's yeah, mm. I mean that's what's at five targets. Um eight seconds a yeah, I think it's would be doable. Yeah. So you, yeah. you might even have time to dial with sixty seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think sixty would be uh, would be certainly good. Mm. I think that even I took my time, and by the time I sh- my last round was barely over sixty seconds, and that was yeah. taking my time. So, well, it was I- 100, 120 seconds at ten rounds. So that's like what's that? Twelve seconds something a, a shot. Yeah, Is that right? yeah, so, yeah. That's that's especially when you're only engaging five targets as well. <laughs> yeah, it's heaps when you're prone, you're not moving. Uh, if there was movement involved, then yeah, ten twelve seconds of shots adequate. But when you're not moving yeah. at all, that's a bit different story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very good, very good. Well, the general consensus was uh, like the stage, um, but e- easy could be made hard with, harder with less time. Mm. I've heard the term meatball stage get thrown around. Yeah. <laughs> You want to explain uh, what that is? Like to ex- we'd like to explain that. Yeah. I, I don't know what it. It just means that it's easy. I just heard yeah. the term and it sounded cool. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's how we do all our research. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so on the same setup uh, was Jake's lack of skills stage. This was a uh, the same thing. The fifty percent IPSCs. Um, at two, four, three, three fifty five, and four eighty nine. Uh, yeah, so it was, the fir- it was the first, third, and fifth target of the previous stage. Yep. Yeah, that's and right. Es- essentially, it's one of the Paris skills stages. Mm. Uh, we, I'll go through it, I guess. Um, go for it. So you jump down in prone, and you pretty much engage the first target, the next target, and then the third target on your strong sword. Drop me mag, go and grab the other magazine, which is on the bench, come back, and... Re-engage in the same order off your support side. Yep. And it was, yeah, you hit the target to move on to the next unlimited round count uh, and 90 seconds, which, again, is generally pretty pretty generous for the size of the targets. But with the skills, this skill stage, when it's run correctly, the targets are very, very small, uh, whereas this we ran this with 50% hip six, so this did make that quite easy. Yeah, so this yes. uh, this stage, yeah, as as you point out, was meant to be run with smaller targets, and and therefore uh, would have been run as a skill stage, and therefore would have been timed as a tiebreaker. But because of the the, the targets that were set up were were not correct, uh, couldn't be run as a skill stage, and therefore couldn't be run as a tiebreaker. I, th- I think this stage would have been quite quite uh, more valuable in the scheme of things uh, had. We'd been able to use it, you know, as a tiebreaker, and and therefore, you know, most of the hits are going to be pretty solid. But you're coming down to um, it would have been a race for time. Yeah, would have really been the race for time, mm. Mm. which is not a not a bad thing. But it's a it, this stage, I think, was a little in the grand scheme of things, it, it was a little bit better than the previous one because you got that added aspect of having to hit the target before you can move on. Yep. As well as having to retrieve more ammunition mm-hmm. uh, once you finish the first three targets, and then trans uh, transfer to your left or your support side. Mm. Uh, that and that overall made it a much not a much better stage in the yeah the grand scheme of the thing. Funnily enough, you had twenty four people clean the stage. You actually yeah, had you actually had more support side. They well, you had, 
No, that would have been because they've worked out where they were shooting in the previous stage. Gotcha. If they missed, they're going, right, I missed there, and they adjusted, and well, hopefully they've uh, uh, all adjusted if they were uh, off target in the previous stage. Yep. Yep, makes sense. Looking at so, a couple of the names sort of uh, down the bottom there, a lot of newer shooters, uh, and therefore often that the support side isn't as strong. So they may have hit their strong side and, and struggled with the support. Mm. Yeah, and that's expected. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've never experienced that before. What's that, struggling? <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember <laughs> my first my comp last year in NT. I had never shot support side before and didn't know what it was and um, yeah, got to it and laid down for 40 seconds, I think it was, or 60 seconds on, <laughs> you know, until, uh, until the timer ran out. Butters was just staring at me going, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I can't find the target. I can't get a side picture. <laughs> uh, good. Well, the, the next stage in line, third stage of the match, was the PRS skill stage two. Now, we, we're probably not going to review PRS skill stages every single match, but let's do it this uh, time around, hey? Right, Rusty, you go through it, mate. The uh, this is the barricade PRS skill stage. So you've got a like a, a stepped barricade. There's four positions, two of them kneeling, sort of, you know, meter and a bit apart from each other, and then uh, a standing uh, standing position um, that you've got to move across for as well. Two standing positions. Uh, sound of the beat, shooter will move to the barricade uh, to a f- one of the firing points of his or her choice. Gauge the target with two rounds only. Uh, shooter will then move to the remaining firing positions in any order and engage the target with two rounds from each position. This is a 250 mil, squ- uh, usually square at uh, 400 metres. 90 seconds to do it. Again, this is a PRS skill stage, so therefore it's timed and uh, plays a role in the deciding of it. So usually with these sort of stages, you will see quite a reasonable amount of people uh, will uh, will clean it. Um, in this instance, you had 11 who cleaned it, uh, and then it, but that, that allows you to sort of get down to a time. And, and we had times, for those people who cleaned it, we had times from 90 seconds, um, which is your maximum, down to 58.77, uh, this particular comp, which is, yeah, it's a real good time. So uh, where were you, Butters? You were at 75.63 having cleaned it. Yeah, I took my time and made sure I got the hits. That's the, uh, that's the important right. bit. Yeah, I had been practicing that one the pro- previous week and I was averaging sort of mid to low 60s. Okay. And so yeah, I just took that extra, almost an extra second per shot just to really make sure of it. Yeah, guarantee it. Trent, should we not talk about this one for you? <laughs> Yeah, it helps when you have powder in your case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it certainly does. Apparently, apparently you need it for it, like it to go bang. Prerequisites. <laughs> that explains the three then. That explains yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the worst score I've ever got on that, yeah. uh, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those who are, are listening, if there is you know, stages you want to practice, you, you may find your encounter a fair bit. PRS skill stages are, are well worthwhile, and, and the PRS skill stage two certainly gets run a lot in, in Australia. It's a fun stage, that's why. Yeah, mm. and it's, it's one simple. that we can run on all our yeah. ranges because it's only 400 metres as well. Yeah, exactly right. It's one of the easier ones for us to run. Yeah. Very good. What's the next stage? Anyone got the next stage on hand? Trapped. Trapped. I've got my book in front of me. There you go. So do I. So do I. I was just trying to throw to one of you guys to make you feel included. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Someone... uh, 
Right. Give us a rundown. So, this is a stage full of tank traps. Mm. Yeah. So, on start signal, shooter is to move to the large tank trap and engage 400 meters target with two rounds. Transition to the smaller target and engage the 360 meter target with two rounds. Repeat until done. 120 seconds, 10 rounds. Targets were 290 millimeters at 400 and 175 millimeters at 360. Well, I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, uh, because I'm not sure, but you obviously both shot it. Uh, actually, uh, no one cleaned it. Highest, highest score was nine by three shooters. Um, was that a case of not enough time or just they all missed? Me, uh, pers- well, me personally, the issue I had um, was the, the, the position of the second tank trap, um, the the like long piece was kind of pointing downrange, so yep, yep. it was you kind of were forced like the front of the gun almost kind of got jammed up. And when I spoke with um Jake afterwards, he said, "Yeah, that I did that intentionally." So he laughed about <laughs> it. <laughs> so yep. it caught me out, um, and that made okay. that shot um quite difficult for me anyway, personally. But you were good for time, Trent. Uh yeah, I I had time to go still. Yeah, sure. Butters, you, you both you both scored eight on this one. Yeah, I can't remember how I went for time. Um, I I think I did all right the first six shots I was on. It was when I think I came back to the uh, the smaller trap and the smaller target. And by that stage, because you've been tracking back and forth uh, 10 metres or so and mm-hmm. uh, starting to get out of breath, or not out of breath, but just starting to blow a bit more and, uh, I think just the combination of of breathing he- breathing heav- more heavily and uh, that smaller target, I think that's why I uh, dropped dropped a couple of shots. Yeah, because these were considerably different size targets. You got a one seventy five mil at three sixty meters, which is under two minutes, and then a, a two ninety uh, at four hundred, which is uh, well over two minutes. Uh, so that closer one was 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 much tougher. I do remember the smaller target starting to become very hard to see as well. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing I do recall about that target. How far apart were the tank traps? The targets or the traps? The, the traps. They weren't 10 metres apart. I reckon they would have been five tops. Can't, can't be 10 metres. That's half the range. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, but, but a seven, he ran 10 metres between the traps. <laughs> well, because he, oh, he forgot something, so he had to go back. <laughs> It's about five meters. Yeah, little, so a little little dash between them. Yeah, not not a huge distance, but enough to uh, break position. And mm. I got a photo up. Oh, yeah, five meters. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't far. Good. Um, I reckon this was a pretty good stage. Like no one cleaned it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think if we were to nitpick, yep, uh, maybe bring that one seventy five just in a bit closer, maybe. But it's uh. It's a hard call. Like I had no issues with the stage. It was difficult, but you still had plenty of points. You had sixty percent of the shots were taken at the larger target, which yep, that makes uh, sense. A lot of the a lot of people should be able to get. Yeah, I mean, when you got a stage while nobody cleaned it, if you believe that it was cleanable, and uh, with three three guys got a you know nine points, and banker guys got eights, and then a whole stack of sevens, uh, I think they're pretty good results. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's good. Good indication of um, good stage. Mm, yeah, absolutely. 
Which uh, brings us on to a TYO stage. Uh, this one here, yeah, it's called TYO. So it, was a, it had a KYO rack. So for those listening who are not familiar with what that is, it's a, a rack of targets. Uh, I don't know how many targets this was. Five maybe? I think it was five. Yeah. Five it was rings rack in. of five yep. at 493 metres. Okay. Oh, I remember why I missed my – on Trapped, why I missed two shots. Oh, yes. Which I – so – I didn't realize it, but I was shooting high because I'm not sure why, but my velocity was out <laughs> by about 50 foot a second. Yep. And so that's why I think I missed two shots on trap. Okay. And then when I got down to it, didn't I didn't notice it on the IPSCs because it's a long elevation generous target. Full target. Yeah, gotcha. But on the but on the TYL rack, getting down prone, fire, fire. Hitting the bolt, miss. I was like, hmm, what happened there? And then I realized I was going maybe 0.2 high at 500 meters. Okay. Okay. So mm. for those listening, the so you dropped down to prone and you had 90 seconds uh, to engage the the TYL, KYL rack from left to right, large, large to small, and you had to hit the target to move on. You make it through the entire rack with the spare rounds. You had 10 rounds total. And your remaining rounds, you could uh, re-engage in the reverse order. Okay. Yep. So, so for me personally, I went down. I shot one, two, three, fourth target. Uh, missed the fourth target due to the elevation. Mm-hmm. Readjusted. Uh, missed the. I hit the set. Hit the little one. Then I missed me second shot on it because it bloody spun. I was swung out of the way, and then I went back. And basically, I was using this stage to really gauge uh, the elevation changes I was having. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but otherwise, my thoughts was that it was a pretty good stage. You weren't penalised too much, like missing missing a target meant you got zero, like your standard KYL rules. Yep. But it also meant that you uh, you dropped a point that you were able you to dropped score a point with. Every, yeah. yeah, basically, and. Uh, Basically, the more you drop, the more the smaller targets you had to hit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, cool. Trent, what about you, mate? How'd it go? Um, yeah, I moved all the way down to the small target, and then I think I took three shots to get onto the small target. Um, and then I think I hit the small target maybe once or twice. I think I got a six, six or mm-hmm. seven. I remember. Um, I was having trouble getting that real small one. It it was a six, by the way. There you go. It good, was good a memories. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's all memory. All yeah, memory. So, yeah. so I would have, I would have, yeah, hit the hit the small one twice, and then I was out of rounds. So. Cool. Well, you got a uh, you got eight people who cleaned that stage out of thirty six. So uh, certainly very doable. Uh, bank some points there, but yeah, then then everything from uh, from nine points down to two. Uh, so it's good. What was the time like? Ten rounds, I guess. You know, not really moving a whole lot, not changing your distance. Seems nah, comfortable. Time was fine. Yeah, plenty, plenty of time. Yeah, you had some. That little target was tiny, wasn't it? That that smallest one. It was. Yeah, so you had plenty I of time was, to be able um, to shoot that. Maybe it was. Uh, I heard someone say maybe eight eight inches, eight centimeters. There's a big difference between those two. Yeah, I know. I couldn't remember which one it was. <laughs> it, it was. It wasn't eight so inches. I'll tell either. you. Yeah, eight centimeters. We could go with. Yeah. Next one is ladders. Mm-hmm. Ladder. Oh, this was cre- oh, I like this one. Mostly because yeah, I, I, like I didn't it. have to shoot it. Yeah, uh, I, I really, it's probably my favorite. 
Yeah. Uh, start signal shooters to move position one and engage target with one round. Continue moving in sequence through the remaining position with one round per position. So basically, it was a short step ladder with um, three steps going up. Yep. And then there was a long uh, ladder on an, on an angle about a maybe a 45, 40 degree angle going up. So 20, we had 20, 20. 20 degree angle. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and we had to basically move in between each of the, the runs yep. um, as we moved up. Uh, what caught me out, and I think what caught a, quite a few people out, was checking their cant. Um, the target was small enough at 364 metres that if you didn't check your cant, you're going to miss. So, uh, yeah, mm. quite liked it. It was a good stage. Yeah, very good. I, it, it, this was a good stage. I, I enjoyed watching people run this one because uh, you had to be pumping to make this uh, this one work. Um, yeah, significantly. So that's uh, I think that was good. And, and I'm sure Butters enjoyed this stage because he cleaned it. Yeah, <laughs> I needed that too after yeah, the previous uh, stage. <laughs> no, but I I just got me uh I got me velocity fixed, and then that's the style of, style of stage that I really enjoy is just and fast and getting into position uh, off the mm. barricade. Uh, well done, butters. Well done. Yeah. Um, no, good, good. Definitely a good stage. I, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, this is a 250 mil target at 364. So it was, uh, yeah, and you could only use one bag uh, also. This is one of the few I was stages. a little bit sceptical on the size of that target. I don't think it was 250 mil. I think in think? reality it was 200. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I think uh, it may have actually been two thirty three mil. Okay, that's yeah. that's because that's far easier to mistake for a two fifty, but but just just shrunk down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's uh, that's the way. This was a uh, one of those stages where you could definitely get you know a good sort of four or five points comfortably, um, perhaps even six. But to get that seven, eight, nine, and ten. Very few people got beyond six. Uh, you had to be very efficient with uh, getting in and out of your position yeah. and getting back on target. Yeah, it was. Mm. It was. Uh, I only just uh, snuck my last shot in. Yeah, I was. I think I saw that. Yeah. Well, I saw uh, Jared Trigger. He was the first shooter on this stage, and I think uh, he got eight points, and I believe he he took nine shots. And I remember watching him. You know. Being a you know fairly uh, interesting creative stage and watching him and, and then walking away from it going yeah someone will clean that someone it's cleanable it's cleanable he you know he he had a bad miss and then he just got into position and time went off I went yeah someone's a little more efficient because he just uh, he was he was very smooth but there was there was that little ability to just dial up a little bit more time. Um, and obviously, uh, so Jamie Dennis got nine. I, I don't know if that was nine off ten or if it was nine off nine. But obviously, butters, you uh, you managed to just make it, just squeeze it in there. Squeezed it in. Not the first time you've heard that. <laughs> oh, you wish. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Out of control. No, uh, that was a good stage. I enjoyed yeah. that. I think um, Jakey really uh, got it right with that one. Yeah. Yeah, one of um, one one of the really good ones from that weekend. Yeah. Mm, sensational. Uh, what have we got next? We've got Spin the Bottle. Uh, now, I've got this, Captain Phillips. No, this, Spin the Bottle was next, but it wasn't in the book. Yeah. Spin the Bottle was it was 10 rounds at a 402-meter spinner, so mm -hmm. a vertical spinner. Yeah. And the idea was you had to 
basically you just went down prone, you pummeled that spinner. Uh, you had to make sure you weren't as spinners work. You don't want to fucking shoot at the wrong time, so it uh, you miss under the target or anything. But you had ten rounds mm-hmm. to hit the target and have it spin. Or oh, sorry, you had ten rounds to hit the target nine times for nine points, plus an extra point if you got it to spin for a full rotation. Yeah, so you you pretty much allowed one miss with no penalty. So I was watching the spotter and because uh, our squad shot that first and the first, I think I think I was the fifth or sixth shooter and I was watching everybody in front of me and uh, everyone kept drilling the, the bottom of it and it was slowly kind of moving back and forth and um, nobody took a shot at the top. So I thought I'd give it a crack and um, it worked. So um, mm. yeah, the, I put one down the center and, and hit it and I was on. So the next second shot, I just drilled straight the the top small target and the thing did a did a full spin and uh, spun another two times so um yeah that was that was how i got it to go around but i also did notice that a metal plate fell off the back of the target um probably about two shooters in yeah so um which was a weight plate which i think may have um changed how how much it was actually rotating like spinning yep um but yeah i watched quite a few people starting to spin it after um there's a couple of people with a, a 6.5 so they got it to spin hitting it just and timing it from the bottom um and quite a few guys are doing it from the top target as well yeah when i did i i just nailed that bottom plate got it to spin it spun three times for me or something like that and i only had to not fire the nine rounds um it's a yeah. certainly doable target all you had to do is just really make sure that you fired at the right time yeah, uh, so you would hit the target with a full face, whether it was coming back at you so you'd stop it, or if it was falling away from you and you'd keep that momentum up to spin it around. Mm. We shot a similar stage to this in uh, uh, in Arizona, didn't we, Butters? Yeah, yeah, very yeah. similar. Um, but the was... only difference being was when you got the spinner to spin, your stage was over over there. Yeah, I, I liked that idea i like the the idea that you could or you know to to put some something in there so you're actually trying not to spin the thing for a little while and then and then yeah you uh yeah it's either over or the you only you only get the extra point to spin it if you hit that on your last shot that would have been yep. cool um so you, the timing of when that spin happens is is critical but good to see a spinner in a stra- uh, in a stage over here because yeah. uh, uh we haven't fun. haven't had one before uh and i've uh i've broken a couple targets that were spinners that i've been given as trials so that's <laughs> that's why we hadn't had them yet <laughs> yeah so glad glad Jake was able to find something that would work probably got cracks coming out through it Every every <laughs> angle has a big crack in it now. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably no good now. <laughs> probably lucky there's only forty two shooters. But uh, yeah. what do we have? Yeah. We had eight eight people there. One hundred and twenty seconds was that plenty of time? Yeah, oh, heaps. too much. Yeah, heaps. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, I don't know because we never really knew. Well, I didn't take note of how much time yeah, anyone really did it in. Yeah, it was it was not a stage critic. It wasn't a. Uh, a time critical stage, I don't think so. 120 yes. seconds. Yeah, it's no issue. Uh, one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. There were other I challenges think, involved. Um, I think if uh, we were to do it again, uh, a good way to make it a little bit more challenging was actually make it spin easier, um, and that way 
if it's spinning quicker, it's, it's, if it's spinning on basically every impact, you really need to try and time your shots to stop it again. Um, rather yeah. than, you know, like trying to make, take as many rounds as possible to get it up to spin. If, if every hit it's spinning and you've only got, um, say, 120 seconds to kind of get 10 impacts on and the thing keeps spinning all the way around, I think that could definitely completely change the, um, the stage. I think one of Jake's concerns with that one was that the he didn't want guys shooting at the the stems, so you know hitting the yeah, target right. the bottom's good, but hitting the stems was perhaps going to cause problems. And he was trying to uh, trying to avoid anything in the stage description that allowed that to be an advantage. So because of yeah, course okay. if you hit it further up the stem, it's not going to get as much momentum and not spin as well. And and yeah, that uh, that so that is the the reason why that didn't sort of enter the stage brief. Um, and that's perhaps a, a sign of just where, you know, that the target only really got tested on the Friday to make sure it would work and survive. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then those plates were actually added afterwards, I believe. So, yeah, it was uh, a little bit um, a little bit of testing, really, being able to see whether or yeah, not it course. would work. Mm. But, you know, hopefully we can get a really solid design and, uh, you know, spinners can uh, appear in more more matches. Did you hear that, Sean, if you're listening? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, next stage, Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips ripping off names of your stages, Trent. I know. <laughs> this is a wobble platform stage and was a pretty stock standard wobble platform stage where uh, 120 seconds, 10 rounds, target was fairly fairly generous, 350 mil target at 385 metres. Very generous. Uh, start port arms, magazine in, uh, on the beep. You'll move down to the platform and engage your target with four rounds. Should will then transfer to their complete support side and engage the gauge two rounds. Uh, Should will then move back to their strong side and engage your target for a further four rounds. So a little twist in there when you had to move over to your support side. But it wasn't just what we would normally do as support, was it, gentlemen? No, it was uh, support everything. <laughs> I'll just you walk. have to use your left your left foot as well. <laughs> left left eye, left trigger finger, or, or you know, your opposite to normal. Um, how did that go for you guys? Have you have you practiced that previously? Uh, I had. So yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah. um when I when I told myself to shoot support side, that's how I started doing it originally. And then I realized I could just keep using my right hand on the um the trigger. So I like kind of stepped away from it. So I had done it before. So we had one person clean it, which was Ash, who was the match winner. Uh, and then a bunch of nines uh, in this, a couple of eights, a bunch of sevens. You guys were, where were you? Butters, you were nine. Uh, Trent. Yeah, I dropped one because the uh, trigger got me on my left side. Uh, there you go. Speaking from experience. Uh, yeah. Trent Trent was on seven. Okay, so still quite respectable numbers. How do you guys go on wobble platforms normally? They uh, they do appear from time to time. I don't mind them. Um, only after we did that workshop with Paul Reed that that really helped um, settling yep. uh, the you know learning how to settle it properly. Uh, obviously, as long as there's enough time to do that. Um, but I I also have used that um, in another stage design to stop the shooter being able to do that. So because okay. that that is like I guess the way to shoot off those things. Um, but yeah. Yep, butters you. I'd never scored a point on a uh, floating platform before. Really? <laughs> never. Have you not shot many of them? <laughs> I'd three times. Three times. So you've got you've got one at NT, don't you? Yeah, but I've never shot off it in a stage. <laughs> I I grabbed it for matches that I was match directing. <laughs> so 
There was the first pair I, first yep. PRS stage I ever shot, zero. Yes. And then the second one was Mildura this year. It's probably the second pair the I. Yeah, I don't know. And the, uh, oh, the um, sh- first PRS match, anyway. had it? Yeah, first pair, oh, I don't know. Was there one at the first PRS match? Yeah, there was. Yeah, that that's the second one. So I never scored on that. And then yeah. this year off the uh, the floating platform again, it was r- right after, well, this is, uh, I just hurt my knee. This, this oh, that's right. Teller. Yeah. And then I had to get on this and I was done. I was fucked for the stage. So, <laughs> uh, so I'd never successfully shot off a floating platform before. Yeah. And I wasn't at last year's buck and match to see Paul Reed and how he did it. Yep. So I didn't have that going for me either. So I just went, bugger it. I let the thing settle settle a little bit and just shot at the top of the the top of the rise. Okay. Yep. And that worked. That worked well, yeah. hundred and twenty seconds is is quite a few on uh, on that particular stage. So I think it was probably uh, probably really comfortable. Uh I like shooting off wobble platforms myself. Uh put yeah, it- I think one twenty was good for that because yeah. people couldn't rush. Uh it and it allowed Allowed people to take comfortable shots, um, and people still were timing out. Um, they were probably waiting a little bit too long. Yeah, yeah. Between shots, I think like allowing a bit of excess time is good for that as well, because obviously the safety aspect of getting on and off. Yes, that that board with with the rifle is um, yeah, it's pretty important. I think uh, if I'm yeah, usually you you find that the stage officer will help and and can hold the the gun while you get on and bits and pieces. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, things like that is always uh, always a good way to do it. Very good. Well, uh, never never seen one in New South Wales because um, they are not allowed to be shot off in any ranges in New South Wales. There you go. Let's Fun fact. Include IPSC. Um, I don't know. To be honest, never say they use them. Never say yeah, never. Do they? Never okay. say I'll, never. I'll follow that up. But yeah, I've been, been told um, that they're, they're a big no-no here. Same with shooting off tyres. All right, stage, uh, whatever stage we're on, uh, which is run what you brung. This was my favourite stage, personally. Uh, this was... Uh, this was a stage where you would uh, you would start off the line with all the equipment you needed to complete the stage, with the exception of the rifle, which would be in the shooting position. And on the start signal, you will the book the book says this: the shooter will traverse to the line and engage the target with four rounds from position one. Now, gentlemen, when you read that night before, uh, what did you think? I didn't read it. <laughs> Good, Trent. Did you read it? Um, yeah, I did. I saw, saw the traverse. I, I thought it might be climb over the top of something or, um, yeah, I thought there was going to be climbing of some sort. Okay. So what it, what it ended up being was a cargo net that was sort of about, oh, would you say about 30 foot? Yeah. Centimeters. Yeah. Um, half meter up in the air. Um, they spread out across the you know, poles and you had to get yourself underneath it and, uh, and you know, belly run underneath, uh, to that, to your gun. Uh, the positions that you had to shoot from, you had to shoot from like a sitting with your legs forward, a prone unsupported and over a barrel, but you couldn't use the barrel as support either. So it was, uh, it was a stage that was favorable to you bring equipment with you. The downside being that you had to, uh, had to get all that equipment through the, uh, through the cargo net. 
basically. And then, yeah, four shots at one position, four shots at another position, then two shots over the barrel. Yeah, I reckon it was a good stage. Yeah. Um, it was good, good fun. Certainly made for good videos. It did. There's nearly every photo I've got of that stage. There's three people filming the bloody thing yeah. at the same time. <laughs> Not wrong. It was, Not it wrong. was one, for the, one for the people. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's, it's a good stage to watch as a, a spectator. You yes. got the shooters crawling under, uh, under the cargo net through the bulldust yeah. uh, with all their gear except for their rifle, which was on the line. Yep. Get through that. And then, yeah, you got all that time to, uh, to set up how they wanted that in those three positions. And that stage really favoured those who thought about what they were going to do and how they yes. would do it. Yeah, 100%. And who was efficient in doing so. Yeah, I think it was a good balance because, yeah, you really had to plan out what you were going to use for each of those uh, shooting positions and try and combine as much as possible. Um, and you had to be really efficient uh, with with doing so because I saw plenty of guys, you know, tripods were pretty popular on that stage, uh, but guys did take uh, a long time faffing about with them. Um, and the guys who knew how to run one well um, generally got through to the stand, you know, through the, uh, the shooting over the barrel and the guys who were, you know, struggling with one um, – struggled a bit um mm. Mm, so it's definitely it's, one of those stages that um you know, really separates the people who you know know how to use that piece of equipment versus the guys who see that person using it and then see them go well with it and they're like <laughs> oh we'll give that a go as well yeah yeah so it was a, a challenging stage um I, I liked it because it was it was physical but Everyone, all the guys were able to do it comfortably, so to speak. And that moon dust, got to love that moon dust. Just, just yeah. in case there wasn't enough of it, we just added a whole heap of extra <laughs> all over everywhere. I did like when they were standing up and, and shooting, just dust would be, uh, under recoil, <laughs> dust would just be emanating like a like a uh, waterfall off their back. It was great. It wasn't their back, Rusty, and you know it. I know, <laughs> I know, backside. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah, good. Any other any other thoughts on that? I thought time was good. It was you had to push through to get it. It was a two hundred and fifty yeah, mil target, three sixty three. Uh, yeah, good stage. Yeah, good stage. Yeah, that completed day one too. <sighs> yeah, probably. Probably, I, I don't recall. Um, yeah, th- uh, no, that's nine. How many did we do? Yeah, we did nine. nine. Yeah, yeah, that was day one. Day one, and then down to the, uh, in <laughs> the Bucking Caves Hotel, uh, which is, uh, yeah, definitely uh, definitely part of the match, that pub. Definitely part of the match. Uh, right. Save the high country. I had nothing to do with this uh, this stage. I don't even remember it. Someone, someone want to give me a rundown? So Save the high country was in the same position that stages one and two were shot previous day with the IPSC targets. Yep. And pretty much instead of the IPSC targets, you had a rabbit at 240, a fox at 300, another fox at 350, and a 50% IPSC at 490. Yep. So similar, well, pretty much the same distances as uh, yeah, the, the day the before. The very first but, stage we spoke about, yeah. Yeah, but this time different targets. Um, and I like shooting on animal silhouette targets, especially rabbits <laughs> and foxes. I think they're very practical. Yes, and I tend to, I tend to favour towards the head and the shoulders, <laughs> just <laughs> unconsciously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but really, it was just you drop down and then you go three shots per target near to far. Yeah, I think this stage carries the same things that we discussed uh, in on the first stage. Yeah, I think without 
the fact that they had the rabbit, the fox, and then the foxes, and then the IPSC, it wasn't as bad. Yeah. But again, 120 seconds seconds is probably generous. Yeah. I think maybe 90 seconds would have uh, been uh, better suited. I, I actually would yeah. think 60 would have been 60 would have been I better 60, because yeah. you've, you've got one one less movement from target, and you're you're throwing an extra round at each target. Uh, just to, to to throw some numbers at it, we had 30 people clean this stage out of the out of 42. <laughs> You do yeah. have that mag change though because of uh, the round limit. Sure. Yep. But because of the time limit, um, there was no mag change. Like there was nothing. He probably could have enforced one when he wrote like wrote the stage. Uh, but like I, I ran a two round holder and I all the time in the world. Like just you know, gotcha. Pop one in, got it. Pop another one in, got it. That was that was that. So. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think you're right. Suffered from some of those uh, those other challenges and uh, you know target sizes or time or something along those lines. Maybe one of these stages you go with time, yeah. and one of the others you go with, or maybe breaking position that that could have helped. I think uh, what I would have liked to see is time reduced to ninety seconds. Yeah. But instead of prone, uh, maybe a, a log um, or something. A log or maybe something to mimic the back of the ute while he's spotlighting or something like that. Sure. Yep. I yep. think that would have made it a much nicer, much well, not nicer, but uh, a better stage, rather. Yeah. I think uh, the other thing that I didn't say on the last ones but was thinking, uh, obviously not loudly enough, was the <laughs> uh, the uh, changing the order that you shoot the targets in. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, these would be sort of near to far, I think, for, for all three of these stages. Um which is which is good, but if you you know particularly the one where you had five targets, for example, you mess around with that order, and that's going to build in some time while people work out now which one's the oh, okay this one second one or further oh, you, or this or whatever shot, it is. You yeah. shoot like four one two five or something. Like yeah, that. that's right. Your yeah. dialing's got it. Your dialing's not linear in that regard. Um, yeah, yeah, it yep, sort of I messes agree. you around. So yeah, that that definitely. can add a, a bit more time or just a different dynamic into the mix. So that's the thing. It's yeah. only just a little thing like that can make uh, yeah. really make a stage that a little bit more challenging and uh, basically make it a bit more unique. Yeah, and I think don't don't get us wrong either. Like it's not actually bad to have two or three of these stages in here that are relatively easy. Um, particularly for, for matches where you've got some newer guys and you want them to uh, to get some you know, get some good points on the board. But these were probably wound too close to that. Yeah, definitely. I think there still needs to be that one or two points out of the 10 or out of the 12 that, um, you know, if there is those new shooters, 80% of those guys are going to hit those. Um, yeah. But there's those one or two extras that the, uh, you know, the top guys need to work for to get. Yeah. The, the issue I had with uh, this stage and the stages one and two that we spoke about earlier, and including to an extent the next stage we'll talk about, was they were too similar. Yeah. Was, yes. That's four stages that are very, very similar. Yep. And it just, yeah, you just need to mix it up through one change here, another change on that one. And you still got those easy, they're still easier stages for, yeah, the newer guys or even. The top shooters just to feel good that they're just breezing through it. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, just little changes are needed. Yeah, being uh, safe, safe with the name, save the high country, um, and obviously being where it is in the big, big high country, you could have run with like a um, one of the bigger hunting backpacks and supplied that, and had all those shots taken from from the backpack. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
Very good. Well, the next one you, you referenced there, it's similar as Test Your Luck, uh, which was the same targets, 12 rounds, um, which was very similar course of fire, but you had to roll a dice and that would tell you whether you were shooting near to far or far to near. Which was a coin. Um, yeah, it was a coin. Heads was dice. near to far and tails was far to near. Yep. Uh, but that, um, funnily enough, that, mixed uh, things to we went from 30 shooters who cleaned it to 13 who cleaned it. Interesting. Yeah. So that one little tweak, (laughs) (laughs) not hit the target, obviously Uh, we, we, that one little tweak um, has, has adjusted things significantly. Mm. Mm. So interesting to see a ratio of uh, who shot, in what order and how that affected the overall score. Yeah, I'm I'm not willing to put through the, together that data at the moment. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, in, interesting to see. Just something to note uh, that you know, yeah. one one little tweak. Actually, it sort of backs up the the points you guys are making. The one little tweak on the the style, and uh, yeah, you you do start shifting it a bit as well. Yeah, and it's all it needed, and that's why I said to an extent this stage. Yeah. Uh, it was different enough that all of a sudden one of the shooters is going, shit, I've got to start with uh, the 500-meter target now. And yeah. they might have just built up the confidence shooting out that far and then they've all of it, all of a sudden been thrown out to 500. They may have missed their second or first shot and sort of whipped themselves. What did you do for that? Me? He cleaned it. Uh, far to near. So like with my, I, I used my data card and I wrote um, like – T for tails, and then was it whatever it was for F for far, and then um, yeah, whatever the other one was True. heads and near to far. So, and then when I flipped the coin, I just I knew which sequence it was going to go in, and yeah, I'm pretty sure what did I get on that. You cleaned it. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, I found that that worked well for me. I drew on the back of my hand. I uh, said right, if it goes tails near to far, far to near, whichever it was, and then. I just remembered my data from and where I was going with uh, the little wind that was there mm-hmm. and just re basically reshot the targets from the previous stage. The next stage was called Tinderella, which uh, I was uh, spotting on. And so this stage uh, was the two targets at 360 metres, a 250mm round target and a 175mm round target, eight rounds. And on the start, signal shooters to move to the barricade. Shooters to nominate target, engage with two rounds. Shooter will then change positions in the barricade and nominate uh, the target again, repeat until done. The difference here is the smaller target was worth one and a half points. The larger target was worth one point. So from each position, you nominate whichever target size you wanted to. You could chop and change, but once you've nominated it for that particular position, you had to have both shots on that particular target. Any thoughts? Um, I fell into the trap here of following what the person in front of me did um, and doing something that I hadn't practiced, which was trying to use a tripod. Um, And afterwards, the only impacts that I made were on the small target, and it was when I flicked the tripod and just shot straight off the barricade. (laughs) and uh, like looking at it, uh, you know, as I walked away, like it, it, it literally was just a barricade. Like it, it wasn't, you know, it's not like the front support was real rickety or anything. It was just a timber barricade. Yep. But uh, because in the equipment, um, Jake wrote tripod and uh, a lot of people just took that as we need to use a tripod and 
then there was tripods going out left, right, and center. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, it caused a lot of people, to like me as well, um, to become unstuck. Yeah, wow. Okay. Tripod certainly did help. I used one. Um, my misses were, I guess, not trusting my data. Okay. Anyway, I was, I was searching a little bit, which I shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. But, and then I got on and then stayed on. Um, but I purely went the little target because I was trying to make up a heap of points, and in the end, I think I only, That's only right, got I seven, that. a, seven and a half points. Yeah. And if I'd gone all on the big one, the max I yep. would have got was eight anyway. Was eight. So yeah. I really liked the um, the the big and small, and getting rewarded for the smaller um, target. Like that was that I really liked that idea because it really separated, um, or it gave the opportunity to separate the shooters. Yeah. Mm. And it did. It, it, you look at the results. So only one person cleaned it, uh, which was Andy Little, uh, who's you know host of the other podcast. Uh, but uh, there are a couple of guys, you know, Ash uh, and Jamie uh, were on ten and a half points. So they obviously, I believe, uh, they went for the smaller targets and both missed one. Um, and so yeah, I did like that. I see. I did see some guys play probably what I thought was the most sensible option, particularly if you were not super super confident, uh, was to shoot your first ones from the uh, on the the bigger targets, and and once you you know knew you were center punching, then moving across to the small target. Um, I thought that was a, a, a good game plan. The other game plan I did see guys do. I'm thinking Travis Harris did this one um, off memory, but. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, is guys would um, get in position, build their position, and then call their target um, based on how secure and stable they were, which wasn't silly either. Yeah, I saw Jim do that. Um, yep. Good move. Um, I I trusted myself just to go down and be steady. But I think that's that stage was good. I like the idea, of, like Trent said earlier, being rewarded for precision, for going for the smaller target for your precision. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it was that 175 millimeter uh, at 360 that we shot off the tank traps the day before, and yeah, I think that was a that was a good stage. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought it, thought it was definitely a a good stage. Uh, I think uh, Jake's name is uh, is all about shooting the right hand target, uh, swapping right or whatever way Tinder works. Have <laughs> <laughs> to ask Fat Jesus on that one. Op everything. Op everything. You guys know what op stood for? Opposite. Yeah. Yep. I hope so. This uh, certainly uh, made things challenging. Go for it, Trent. Give us the breakdown. So this was on the same barricade as the previous stage, which was just a, a timber barricade. Mm-hmm. Um, on start signal, shooter is to move into prone position next to the barricade using their complete support side. Shooter is to engage the fox target with two rounds, transition to barricade, and engage the square target with two rounds. Uh, alternate, alternate positions with 12 rounds. Um, you had a target which was 290 millimeters at 400 and a fox at 360. Um, I don't, was it a fox? I don't, I don't think we shot a fox. Anyway, uh, 12 rounds and time 120 seconds. Um, I, what I liked about this stage was the way that the, I don't know if Jake did this intentionally or not, but the barricade um, size was pretty tight and you had to transition between a prone position and a barricade position which you would, you know, have a bipod on. So it meant that you kind of had to fiddle around with a bipod, um, getting it in and out of, um, you know, when the barricade's big enough, you can kind of just slap the, the bipod through. Yeah. Um, 
Whereas this one, like for me anyway, like there was no way my rifle was fitting through that without flipping the legs up. So I I felt like I actually lost a fair bit of time doing that. Yes. Um, Yeah, Jake, I don't know if you did that intentionally. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, As as for the the opposite sides, um, yeah, like it was... It was difficult, um, but it, I, I don't think I think that may have been the maybe it's the first or second time that there's actually been barricade shooting um, from from the from opposite support. Yeah. shoulder. I think it's probably yeah. the second time, but it's certainly not commonplace. Not yeah. very common. Yep. Um, mm. And uh, I think target acquisition is probably the the real like one of the one of the hardest things when you get onto the barricade. That's yep. something that I struggled with anyway. Um, Butters, I like the stage and the premise of. Uh... You had to use uh, your support side for everything, um, mm-hmm. well, rather than your shoulder and looking through the scope with your left eye. But I didn't like being forced to use my uh, left my left hand on the trigger, especially off a barricade. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was potential of a safety issue, which none happened, which was good. Yep. Um, the theory behind the stage, I reckon, was good. Uh, you had blokes that could go down prone, they shoot on the, the what was the smaller target, yep. and then go to the barricade and work on the larger target. Yep. Uh, it, was a, it was a good stage overall, just a few tweaks needed with uh, maybe not forcing people to shoot with their opposite uh, trigger finger. Yeah, I think I think that that's probably comes into the fact that it's uh, real fresh over here, uh, and mm. so uh, if this was, let's say, two years had gone by and it was commonplace to know that you needed to learn, you know, when you go to your opposite shoulder, you you're going to opposite everything, um, then I, I think there would be far less concern about what you you know suggesting, um, mm. and it would be much more comfortable. Um, what was really good is it did highlight how little experience people had with, uh, you know, building a, a, a support position on a barricade because so many of us uh, shoot yeah. support prone. So that was a really good uh, thing that it did exploit. Uh, it was mm. tight on time. It was really tight on time. I'm not sure too many guys got uh, got there and back again enough times yeah. to actually fulfil the twelve rounds. Uh, and I think I actually I think that if you'd changed it from what you're talking about, butters of forcing you know the the left hand trigger or the the opposite support side trigger, and and I mm. and let guys run support shoulder and they do it whichever way they want. So because some guys do that really well, some guys do actually, like Trent said, you know when he first learnt it, uh, he, yeah, so, he moved everything over, and so that's a very individual choice. So you go with whichever guys are comfortable with using their support side in whichever manner they do. I think. Just the challenge of running the barricade and then dropping a prone, and the the challenges uh, Trent talked about through uh, through you know the bipod through the barricade and stuff uh, that would have reduced it a little bit, and therefore you know perhaps there would have been a couple of guys who might have got close to cleaning it. Yeah, I think I think uh, you're right. I think if you were to keep it as it was, yep, uh, opposite everything, uh, trigger, shoulder, eye, the whole lot. But I think maybe an extra thirty seconds. Uh, to account for it is fresh. Uh, people yeah. are using their support side. Mm-hmm. An extra thirty seconds, it would have seen a lot more uh, hits occur, and yep. people feel a little bit more comfortable getting into position. Position. Like it's still difficult shots, but I think what Jakey needs to realise is you gotta 
you got to balance these stages. Like, I think this stage is probably the hardest stage of the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Looking at the scores too, like, yeah. you know, we've got two, three, two. Oh, there's a nine. Who's that? Uh, Andy Little, Machine. <laughs> yeah, and Joel jo Faint um, were nine as well. Yeah. 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 I think so the average score would have been three or four. Uh, no, no, there was quite a few, um, I'll make sure I'm on the right. Yeah, no, there was, there was a couple on nine, a couple on eight, bunch on sevens, quite a few on six, quite a few on five, uh, and about the same amount of four, a few threes. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, this is, this is the hardest one of the weekend and, you know, to be fair, uh, I wouldn't, in, in the, in the scheme of things, uh, where it sat in the match, um, I think you'd be better spent tweaking those four easy ones than taking this out or changing it. Oh, ab- um, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It was just that there was such a contrast between those <laughs> easy, easy stage to yeah. this one. Yeah. I think if you were... There was no middle middle ground. It, there was a, it was middle ground. Yes. Yeah, but it, it was, was just a, such a big difference. Um, I, think, I think this stage, maybe if you gave the shooters just that extra little bit of time, uh, I think uh, people would have really enjoyed this stage a little bit more than they probably did. Yep, it's still a, still a great stage, just a little bit more thought thought into it. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it was it was good, and uh, those tweaks would be wonderful. Um, but I like I like where Jake's head was at with uh, with testing some skills that don't get tested a lot. I really like that. Mm. Mm. The next stage, we're getting, we're getting close. Two stages to go. Next one, Butters, give us a rundown on this one. Uh, hitting the slopes. Right, so you had you had your 120 seconds. You're allowed any gear that you wanted, and the total round count was 13. Uh, you had two targets, a 350 mil at 388 and a 250 mil at 364. Now, when you walked up to the stage, you had two inclined platforms in front of you, one uh, sloping up, Downrange and one was sloping down, downrange, and they were probably oh, only a few meters apart. Yep. And so once the buzzer went, you went to the first, the left hand slope, which was the increasing slope, and you engaged the. This is a square target, but I'm pretty sure that was the smaller target of the two. Uh, mm-hmm. You engaged it with three rounds. Once you've done that, you could move over to the down slope and engage the larger target with two rounds. Yep. And then basically repeat that again, and then the final three shots, you came back to the the uh, first inclined slope that you went to and fired your last three rounds. Now, with this stage, we were allowed to leave gear on either of the barricades, nothing, but nothing could touch the ground. So the way... I saw a lot of people do it. They'd chuck their game changer or barricade bag on the top of the first slope, shoot off it, leave it there, yep, and then go over to the down slope and shoot off a pack or a tripod that was that was set up, set up on that slope. Yeah, yeah, they'd sort of go there first, throw the tripod down, then move to the original one. I like that stage. Uh, interesting to see the points on it. Uh, Twelve. Uh, two two guys got twelve. That was yourself, Butters and Ash, first and second in the overall competition, and then yeah, Travi there on eleven, uh, and then no, no tens, uh, then a yeah, two or three guys on nines, uh, yeah, yeah, worked out. Was, um, 
definitely separating the guys who had practice shooting off a tripod again. Yeah, yeah. And, and just that movement and such. Getting yeah, in and out, like, good. Off, you know, yeah. I saw, I saw a lot of guys get hung up and stuck um, trying to strap in and out of the arca rail. Mm-hmm. I think that was a good stage. It left it open enough that people could uh, do what they, they wanted. Yep. And I, I don't think that one could be improved. At all? No. Uh, maybe if you just wanted to be a real stickler, you'd stick with the rules of uh, gear had to be within arm's reach of you at all times, but that would have really caused some headaches for some yeah, people. I think, I think you guys were, were pushing for time to be able to clean those stages. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of guys timed out, so the fact that you could leave your gear I think was 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 ideal. Yeah, I, I timed out. I uh, fired my last shot just out of time. Oh, How'd you get 12 then? <laughs> I hit 12 rounds. Oh, it's 13. Sorry. I just looked. It's 13. Yeah. Okay. So no one cleaned it, but you guys got within a round. No. Yeah. Right. Ash, Ash and that's... I got the, the 12 of 13. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I'm still not unhappy with it to, to have you no. what, miss it by. And it was certainly possible. Like I fluffed around with the tripod a bit on the downslope, and okay. I only. Miss that last shot because I tried to send it down round, round, uh, down range when I heard the buzzer go. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's like buzzer, bang, go, get there, get out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, think you missed by too much, but it certainly uh, wasn't my best shot. Yeah, gotcha. Um, oh, that's cool to know. Yeah, yeah, out of thirteen, that's right. Um, yeah, okay. Well, that's. Uh, that was a good stage. That was that was again. It was really entertaining to watch. Hopefully, quite fun to do. You know, a lot of movement back and forth, yeah. and and uh, yeah, a, building positions. That was another good stage. Yeah, I think probably useful uh, that that the oh, I, I don't know which way we we do it, but where you were shooting, where you're laying down on the platform and shooting, um, that was at a much uh, calmer angle than the one where you were like leaning, uh, leaning over the yeah, top of the caping. Um, the upslope was a good 45 degrees, maybe more, yep. but the downslope was a gentle 20 or so. Yeah, because uh, still apocalypse, we'd had the uh, the downslope uh, as quite a significant yeah, angle. Bit rude, savage one. Yeah, but there was a, uh, and, and that was probably the first time that it appeared in a match over here, uh, in a PRS match anyway. And so, you know, it was a, a good learning curve, uh, although <laughs> they ended up um, shooting the wrong target. Um, <laughs> they shot a tiny one rather than the, the really big one that they were meant to, but minor details. Um, so it was good to to have that present but um, have a much more relaxed so it can be on and off quite quite rapidly and quite quickly. Yeah, we we uh, we did test that slope beforehand and – Yes, I showed Jakey, and I was telling him, "Look, dude, you need you need something across the bottom, otherwise people are going to slide over the firing line." And I yep. demonstrated. I sat down on it, hands and I did as well. On, hands flat, and I just slowly slid down. And he goes, "Yeah, fair enough." So what he ended up doing is putting a star picket right on the bottom, which yep. I think that's all it needed. Your moon dust works as dry lube as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Uh... Oh, it was good. So uh, one one to go, one stage, one shot. Scott was the stage. I feel like everybody loves these single feeding style stages. <laughs> <laughs> so give us a rundown on what this one was, Trent. Um, alrighty. So on star signal, shooter drop down the prone position, engage targets big to small. This was on the KYL wrap again uh, with four rounds, single feeding each round. 
Yep. Shooter will then transition to the barrel and load a magazine with four rounds, then engage the targets in the same order. Shooter will then return to the barrel and load magazine with remaining four rounds. Um, shoot to move. So it's a KYL rack at 493 and uh, 120 seconds, so 12 rounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I thought it was a fun stage. Um, I think from memory, I dropped the two, uh, maybe the two last um, on the two runs of, of the four with the loaded magazine. I think I dropped the two smallest ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, you were 10, 10 out of 12. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was good fun. It was like, like I said, like it's one of those stages that, um, that everyone seems to enjoy. Um, lots of people film it as well. It's like the, you know, quickly grabbing the empty rounds and, and like loading mm. them into the magazine and then jumping down prone. Um, there was a lot of time, um, even cause like there, I think how far back was it? Maybe like, three meters or something or four meters. It was kind of like a skip and a hop and you were, you were yeah. at the barrel. So, yeah. um, given it was prone there, there was, and one distance, um, I think the time was, was pretty generous. Um, mm-hmm. but you yeah, know, it was, it was good. Enjoyable stage. Butters. Butters. Yep. Good. No, uh, Trent covered it. It's yeah. What? <laughs> you also scored 10 on it. What happened? Oh uh, yeah. I was for some stupid reason. I didn't trust my dope again. <laughs> What I what I really like about this stage is looking at the guys who cleaned it. Top uh, six six guys cleaned it. Uh, not necessarily the all the same names of guys who cleaned all the other stages. Um, some of them, you know, some of them are names you you're not super surprised to see there. But there are a couple of guys in that in that one where you're like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm, they cleaned a stage. They they may have only cleaned one stage for the weekend, apart from the the ones we'll call gimmies. But they uh, they you know cleaned a stage. In a, in front of you know blokes like yourself, putters, which is uh, you know it's got to be good confidence building yeah. for them, and, and and obviously they're good at they're, they're quick at loading a magazine or they're quick at single feeding. And it's a particular skill that they have that they're on top of, and they're just in the zone for that that particular stage. It's good to see that. Yeah, I actually remembered what I did wrong on that stage. Is I believe. Oh yes. Excuses here. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Here we go. I've heard a couple. A couple today. I was canted. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he had that finger ready, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> no, yep. I was canted, and that's a that's a rookie error on my mistake. Uh, yeah, right. Part. So, but yeah, it's it was certainly. Uh, I like that stage where you had to yeah, like uh, said single feed a couple, go and grab your mag. Load your mag up, go again, and uh, repeat. And um, mm-hmm. that was a good stage. That was a yep. really good one. It was it was simple, but yeah, it made people think. Uh, and that's the hard thing with prone stages. You got to think, how can I make a prone stage different? Yes, I think Jakey did well on that one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, he, he did break that up well. So it was good. Uh, I think I think for a first outing for Jake, it was a, a really good effort, and certainly took you know he, he took the the lessons that we're talking about and nothing new for him. How he worked those ones out, um, both by himself and and on some feedback as well, and certainly will make the tweaks accordingly. Uh, I'm sure we've done this in the past. I think um I think Jakey boy really just uh, really needs to work on his um drinking skills. Uh, the <laughs> He didn't. He didn't last very long on the um the post post Sunday drinks and uh, ended up passed out with a couple of penises on his face. And let's just uh, text, clarify. Text, text to draw ones. We'll just clarify oh. that. But. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. Um, no worries. Yeah. Well, I look forward to your drinking habits on your the Sunday night of your first fully run uh, PRS match, Trent. Yeah, it's all right. I can I can handle myself. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. 
Excellent. Yeah, good match overall. Good fun. Uh, and this is, yeah, uh, yeah part of what we intend to do. I've got a point I'd like to, to put out too. And Please this do. really shows the uh, importance of uh, importance of hitting those one and a half point over one point scores. Because mm-hmm. I believe that if everything was worth one point, Ash and I actually scored the same amount of impacts for the weekend. But yes. Ash, okay. Ash did well and he scored on targets that were worth that one and a half points over the one. So ended up being a couple of points over me just just purely by hitting the targets that really meant uh meant a bit more. Meant a bit more. Yeah, okay. And and is does that that still seems fair to you? Yeah, they were smaller targets, they were harder shots to hit. I just mucked yep. up and didn't hit those. Because yep. overall I only I only personally I only dropped twenty shots for the, the match and I think Ash I'm pretty sure Ash only dropped the same twenty points, but yep, uh, not points, twenty shots. But where I missed them hurt me a little bit more than where Ash missed them, and uh, yeah, I think that's good to have a, a match like that where certain shots, even though they're only half a point more, they do they absolutely add up. Oh, definitely. End of the day, that you are you are one and a half points behind Ash. Uh, so definitely can see that play out. And then uh, Jared was two points behind you. Uh, and so, yeah, certainly those little half points or a, or a target here or there is uh, decided that match very clearly. Uh, there was a bit of a gap then down to fourth. Uh, and then it you know, tightened up again uh, once we hit sort of uh, eighth, eighth through to 17th. It was all very tight. But uh, it's a, uh, yeah, interesting point you make that, yeah, just being really focused on being able to get those uh, – Targets are worth just that little bit more, and it wasn't that nothing was worth anything silly. Uh, just you know, extra half point here and there for rewarding going for something smaller. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And it's good to have. Uh, doesn't mean every match has to have that, but it's good to have matches uh, that have that option that really can uh, play Separate. out in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. uh, I think what's great has been this year is the diversity of matches and stages and and styles that we've seen. No, yes. I'm on my own on that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you uh, hoping this? What are you hoping to see in the uh, finale, butters? <laughs> Shit that I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what so are you good prone, at, mate? Just prone everything. I'm actually not that great at prone. <laughs> actually, no. I was, sorry, what I was supposed to say was prone, prone shooting groups. That's what we need to do for you, butters. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on yeah. a barricade. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I want to see practicality. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. That's an interesting word. What does it mean? Sorry? I'm asking Butters to clarify what he means by practicality. Ah. Practicality. Yeah. Basically, it's, well, with, I want to say the word practical, but it wants, <laughs> you want to, it needs to be scenarios, stages, etc. that wouldn't be too far away from real life hunting scenarios and just shooting out in the bush. Where scenarios that you'll see in real life, I can say. <laughs> <laughs> we went nowhere quick on that. <laughs> nah, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we uh, need to end the podcast and then you just cut that whole section out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because people do say, oh, it wasn't practical enough or this or that for various things. And, and it's, it's always an interesting, uh, interesting to ask, start asking clarification on it because a lot of guys can't actually seem to answer that. Um, I, I, I think 
real life scenarios. Like that's that's when someone says they want it to be more practical. So shooting off things like um, say logs, star pickets, uh, the side of a ute, um, a chair, a table, things that like a real not not a, a chair that's um, elevated swinging kind of thing that looks like a toilet seat. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's where those lines maybe cross over a little bit. Um, yeah. versus like what like something you you would see in a real life scenario. I think that's that's what that's what I I see it as anyway as a definition. Yeah, yeah sure. I think that's exactly it. Yeah, because uh, the wobble board is, for example, a uh, you know, you will never find a wobble board in the bush. But, no, but the, what, what the, that I'd, mimics is maybe fatigue and the inability to hold your rifle steady on a shot. The wobble platform for me is is uh, a, a simulation of if you were shooting on on a very unstable platform and people do shoot from helicopters in hunting scenarios, yeah. uh, and those are the sort of things that that what it does is is while a wobble board itself is not practical, uh, it is a it is testing a skill that may be tested in the field, and that's yeah. Uh, I've got a stage. We hook up a uh, washing machine that's off balance, and you got to right. shoot off the top of that. We actually we talked about. I spoke to one of my mates who's an engineer about making some sort of um, gyro rotator that would actually rotate a um, a what like a platform, same way as as like a way a helicopter would spin. Yeah. Kind of kind of actually try and mimic that. <laughs> but the washing machine is very similar <laughs> because it's like bloody racing along in the paddock trying to yeah. chase that fox down. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you're hitting uh, the stubble absolutely. of the cropping paddock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Notes down stage. <laughs> Gentlemen, we may f- we may finish up uh, episode number one, uh, talking Ignition Custom Winter Classic, and uh, no doubt again shortly uh, we will be doing uh, episode two. Who knows what we'll be talking about then, but we do have the Biggerton uh, or the Huntsman Battle of Biggerton coming up in a couple of weeks. Ooh. Less than yeah, a couple of weeks. weeks. Yeah, less yeah. than two weeks. Less than two weeks now. So uh, that's going to be another match uh, for Jared Trigger. Jared's uh, certainly far from his first match, but it is his first big two-day match. So looking forward to uh, the, the course of fire because by most reports, his courses of fire are very interesting, very challenging, and uh, and very practical in nature. So looking forward to that. Perhaps that will be our next discussion. Are you going, Butters? No. Terrible. Poor form. Uh, no other reasons. Um, I don't want to hear your life stories. Just, just asking. I'm just saying other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, easy, guys. Easy. All right, excellent. Well, we shall finish it there. And if we've got any uh, any music to finish this off with, it'll play now. And if we don't, uh, see ya. Bye. <laughs>